Good morning, everyone. As we continue into the Christmas story, we're going to bring up the topic that uh, may be a little unusual for the Christmas story, but the topic today is adoption. Adoption. And I'm going to tie that into how it fits into the Christmas story, all right? Into the Gospel of Matthew. A couple of years ago, uh, I brought home eight pounds of golden retriever. And uh, most of you know that uh, my, my dog Basil is kind of like our child that never left us. Uh, I walk him to work every day. He sleeps in my office till lunch and I bring him home at noon. And he recovers from being with the staff all morning. It's been a great life for him so far and he's going to miss that. Uh, but we brought him home at eight weeks. And really what we did was we adopted Basil into our family. And he uh, has taken all the rights and privileges that a dog can uh, in anyone's house. Uh, he's trained us, really, over the past couple of years. Uh, in a human way, uh, another story, um, you know, my, my uncle, uh, who was a Pentecostal pastor here on the island for many years, uh, had many children actually brought to his door when he lived in northern Alberta back in the 50s. That's what used to happen when there was a... Um, domestic dispute or there was an intervention and the RCMP or the, or the authorities had no one to bring these children to for them to be safe. And so they were brought to the local minister's home. And uh, three of the many children that my uncle took care of for a time became fully adopted into his family. And those are three of my cousins now. And I've just always known them as my dear cousins that we've shared lots of many happy memories with. Uh, now, maybe you've been adopted. And if you are, uh, it's not something that we can tell a simple story about, is it? It's something very significant, perhaps the most important event that's ever happened to you outside of your decision to follow Jesus or not. Uh, and for many of you, for many, many people, I think for everyone who's ever been adopted, it comes with all sorts of feelings uh, and thoughts that must be worked through over a lifetime. And I've seen that and even helped at times with people as they've worked through the issues of what does it mean to be adopted out of one household or out of an orphanage even with, with no household into something else, into another family. Now, why am I talking about adoption at Advent? Simply because, really, God's decision to come to us in the flesh, in the form of a human being, the Lord Jesus Christ, born of the Virgin Mary, into the world, fully God, fully man, fully human, fully divine, uh, is the culmination of God's adoption story, of his biblical story of his love for every person, every tribe, and every nation. And again, in Matthew's first chapter, we see that God's intention is to draw everyone to him, to adopt everyone. And he does that, of course, through Abraham. Uh, in Matthew 1, chapter 1, verse 1, it says, A record of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And we know that the promise uh, of adoption was even intimated. It was, it was uh, given by God to Abraham in Genesis 12, where it said to him, uh, Abraham, leave your country uh, and your people and your father's household. Go to the land that I will show you. And here's the promise. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great and you will be a blessing and I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And listen to this. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. There is the hint of adoption happening in the future. And Jesus really is the key of God's promise 
through Abraham of adopting the whole world, drawing the whole world to himself. And we see that clearly in the scriptures. The Apostle Paul is especially good at telling us about that. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 1, listen to what he says, verse 3, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. And then he's talking to Greek people, remember, non-Jewish people. And in verse 4 he says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, verse 5, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and his will. Before we were even born, God had chosen us for sonship, everybody, I believe, for sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and his will. The pleasure of a God who loves everyone, the pleasure of the Father adopting people in all people into his household. Uh, Paul writes another letter to the Galatians, and in chapter 4 he says this, but when the set time had fully come, and this is the Advent story, when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that is you and I, that we might receive adoption to sonship. And then in verse 7 it says, so you are no longer a slave, but you are God's child, and since you are also his child, God has also made you an heir, an heir in his family. Uh, it's interesting that in the time that Paul wrote this, in the time of Jesus, uh, Roman adoption was, uh, was really uh, the according uh, to someone who was not in the family, all of the rights and privileges, the legitimate rights and privileges of a full member of the new family. But coupled with that was that their old life was completely erased. Their old life was completely gone. And the, the wonderful part about so many people who were adopted in Roman society at that time was this, that when their old life was gone, all of their debts were canceled, uh, all of their past had been canceled, uh, and it had nothing to do with them now. And so all of the negative in their life was gone. All of the struggles, all of the hurt, sometimes even all of the crime, uh, if they were adopted into a Roman household, it was like they had, they, they had never existed before then legally. And now they were full members of this new family. They were 100% in a new relationship, in a new standing. There was no recourse in going back. And really, is that not the same that we read about in 2 Corinthians where Paul writes this? This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Listen to that again. The old life has gone. Do you hear the Roman understanding of that? Completely erased. Your old life before Christ is erased as far as God is concerned. All of your sin is gone. All of your pain is gone. All of your brokenness is gone. It is a fresh start. And God will now, as he adopts you into his family, he will heal you. He will, he will love you. He will care for you. He will provide for you. He will be your father. You will be. You are his son. Advent reminds us that God's promise beginning in Abraham has found its fulfillment. It has been kept in Jesus Christ, the promise of adoption. God in his mercy has brought you, has brought me, has brought all who ask into his family. Our old life has no more rights over us. God has an absolute right to all of us. Our past has been canceled. Its debts, debts, sorry, its debts have been wiped out. We have a new life with God 
we are fully members of his beautiful and diverse family from every tribe and from every nation. Isn't that good news? Isn't that wonderful news? And to begin the journey of Advent realizing that and then to walk with Jesus um, together, that's just the best news. That's the best Christmas gift any of us could possibly have. So as I finish today, can I just ask, have you accepted God's incredible efforts to adopt you into his family? And if you haven't, will you do so today? Will you just say, God, I want to be adopted into your family. I want my past and all its debts to be canceled. I want my sin to be forgiven. I want my brokenness to be healed. And so I, in coming as a member, uh, becoming a member of your family, I enter into now a new relationship where the old is past and the new is beginning. Not yet completed, but it's beginning. All the rights and privileges afforded to me as your dear, dear child. And may the healing and the new life begin. And as we come to God and are adopted into his family, the rest of our life is learning how to live in that family with our Father and with our brothers and sisters who are today called the church, the people that we live with and that we'll spend forever with one day. Well, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for this incredible truth and thank you that it is through you that we have the opportunity to be adopted into God's family. It is your death and it is your resurrection. Lord, it is, it is what you have done for us that gives us the right to be called sons and daughters of our Father God. We bless you for that and we're thankful, Lord, thankful for what you have done and we could not do it and you did and so we're so thankful, God. We love you and we want to serve you today. Lord be with you today. We'll talk again soon.